You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. This movie review also comes for subscribers at Time Lord level or above an uncut, unedited, longer video version of the review. Become a subscriber and check it out. Do you love sci-fi, horror, and fantasy films? Then grab a badge for Otherworlds Film Festival, the country's premier sci-fi film festival. There will be Q&As, panels, parties, and mixers. Rub elbows with up-and-coming and established filmmakers, as well as like-minded filmgoers. Come celebrate our seventh year, December 3rd through 6th, at the Galaxy Highland in Austin, Texas. Badges are now for sale at otherworldsfilmfest.com. That's otherworldsfilmfest.com. So is it bad that I'm still attracted to Anne Hathaway in this? I thought I was the only one. Glasgow smiles are really my uh, my fetish. Yeah, like even with all the teeth, I'm like, I want to I want to see what that I want to see what that mouth do. Ugh, I felt gross <laughs> saying that. She's the tall Lady Gaga. I didn't know we needed. Honestly, yeah, yeah, that's it. Ugh. I'm here for that. Aren't we all, and and we are all here for that and for The Witches, the new adaptation of the Roald Dahl novel that was previously adapted in 1990, is now being put on HBO Max, directed by Robert Zemeckis, written by Zemeckis, Kenya Barris, and Guillermo del Toro, starring Anne Hathaway, Octavia Spencer, and technically Stanley Tucci. So I am Davey, and with me is Matt. Hello. And Jenna. Hey, everybody. And Elliot. Hello, hello. Okay, so let's talk about this movie that all of us don't think is very good. (laughs) Do we have to? Yeah, we have to do it. Uh, Wasn't there a contract that you had to sign blood when you started working for one of us? Or was that just just me? That might have just been you, boo. You, you might uh. not about that. Yeah. Oh, God. I knew Monkey Chris, had some crazy standards, but even that is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't actually sign things. I, I sign everything. All my employment paperwork is signed. Creed Bratton. <laughs> <laughs> everything came together for me with this movie when the end credits started to roll, and I realized that this was a Zemeckis film. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that makes a lot of sense now, because... Has Zemeckis made a good movie since Forrest Gump? I don't. I don't really think so. The Walk is good. Flight is good. It's definitely the uh, the Why God Why Zemeckis of Polar Express, not the uh, beloved one of our 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 for history. Yeah. Um, no. This is, th- and I will say in Zemeckis' credit, at least some of the weird CGI nightmare fuel is intentional. So like, that's a step <laughs> forward for him. 
I would say that the problem with this is actually that it's it's I would call it Nickelbackian, and in, in, in that it doesn't even really have like the guts to be bad enough to be winningly bad. Like it's just so, and and we're not the demo. Like te- technically, The Witches is supposed to be a kids' book, and we were just all horribly scarred by the practical effects in the old one. <laughs> and, and and so I understand that it's going to be maybe tonally not perfect, you know, and but. This is just vanilla pudding. There is no reason to remake this. I, I liked a lot of the stuff. I liked, uh, they moved it from, I think the book is British, and then the remake was sort of unspecified. And they've mm-hmm. moved this to specifically kind of the uh, American South. Yep. And that worked. I thought I thought that was cool, and it gave them an excuse to use like a, some kind of Southern Gothic architecture and stuff. But um, yeah, the, the performers were individually fine. There's just no, there's no little, there's no little cubes of pear in this jello. There's just nothing. <laughs> yeah, I think your your depiction of it as plain vanilla pudding is kind of accurate. I mean, when I stop to think about the fact that this is, that this is a perfectly boring kids adaptation of a film. It it's meant to be vaguely threatening in areas. It's it's meant to kind of have some warm fuzzies, but other than that, it's really not hard hitting in any real way. Like there, there are some very obvious, we're going to throw out this trope here. We're going to throw out this. You should feel better about this moment. There are a few of those. And I'm like, okay, yep. That, that's your, your fable kids lesson there. All right, cool. Moving on. And then, yeah, some great wigs. There were yeah, some wigs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, which was the most interesting part of the film for me. Strong, straight, strong, straight drag film. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Which, which is yeah. which the, is the normally you have to heels. go like a nine to five or a you know. <laughs> oh, nine to five, great reference. Yeah, I mean, this is trying to do kind of the kitty horror. And real quick, I guess I should actually talk about the, like the plot of the movie. So, as as Matt mentioned, this is set in the '60s in Alabama, where a young boy and his grandmother go to stay at a hotel. And also in the hotel is a convention of witches run by Anne Hathaway as the head witch. And witches like to kill children because plot. And Stanley Tucci is there as the manager of the hotel and he shows up for like three scenes. And Stanley, why? You're better than this. Agreed. Well, see, I think that's kind of his one of his trademarks now is coming into bad films and not necessarily making them better, but at least like his presence just is i mean his presence is one of the best things in this movie yeah but that's probably more of a result of everything else just being so there, middling there were moments where you could see him staring out of his mind prison like, <laughs> definitely, a couple times like i think like i saw his forehead like his forehead wrinkles like we're 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 doing like some uh some semaphore or some uh some morse code and it spelled uh fuck it my kids have invisalign <laughs> you know I, yeah like for most of the movie you can see like the little psychonauts door to the brain open and it's just a smaller stanley tucci screaming just like why am i doing this <laughs> kind of it's... like me as i watch the film <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's not that bad like it's bad but it's not like atrocious i wouldn't i wouldn't say that i felt any negative emotions towards this whatsoever i was like i'm glad that kitty horror movies exist I'm sure if I was seven, this would have been really cool, but 
Coraline and Gremlins and Poltergeist and Frankenweenie and Corpse Bride and Emma Before Christmas all exist, so I don't need this. But this, like, this didn't rise to that. This didn't even rise to the level of the house with a clock in the walls or the live goosebumps or anything. No, and both where those Jack movies gets out of hand. Both those movies are a lot of fun. Those movies are what I want from like really young kitty horror. And this is just there's just not much there except for some half interesting special effects that are rubbery but in a charming way. Was it charming though? Yeah, I don't know. I thought the choice to sort of go with the Glasgow Smiles, which, you know, for those who don't know, it's like the Joker thing where, you know, they cut your cheeks. Yeah. Um, was, I don't know, it was kind of a little too unsettling for me in this movie. Well, uh, There were a few moments some... that were a little too unsettling for me. Okay. And, 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 and it also questions. didn't look super realistic all the time. Um, yeah. Like the moment when so... the kids turn into the thing that the kids turn into um, there was a little it was a little too long of a cut and a little too weird for me i was like mm, well that's a thing that's happened now and Mm-mm. i didn't understand like what the ecology of the witches are are they are they a species of things that were never human no, why they do they hate they're children demons. so much um because you, movie you know, and, and, <laughs> because and like uh yeah there's th- the the biggest thing that struck me watching this on like a like the flaw in this is the pacing. There's there's like twenty five minutes that's flashbacks to before yeah. the movie started, and then the whole movie is bottled in a flashback. And then like when they get to the hotel and the witches convention is happening, like and she she vamps it up wonderfully for the duration. But I think Anne Hathaway explains the, she monologues for like nine minutes. Like like and and so. Like and then there's this sort of ratatouille esque caper, literally to enact the. Mm-hmm. I definitely the, got those vibes. To enact the counter mechanism to the witch's plan, and it's like a it's like a twelve minute fun and games thing, where you're totally away from all the like like the 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 previously grim tone, and then you're at like the fifty minute mark, and then the stuff happens. <laughs> like it's it's really like it's really got some fits and starts in it yep and I, I don't know like it it I, at no time did i think uh if i was going to show someone the witches that i would show them this instead of the older one and the older one hasn't aged that badly so i don't know why they did this and it's just kind of a why wouldn't you just buy the rights for the one that exists you know yeah but it had to be, this had to be expensive. But this wasn't a particularly cheap movie based on who's in it and how it, how, how it looked. Uh, I don't know, but that reboot money, I guess. So you were talking about the beginning, and um, I thought that they were using all of that time because most of that sort of sets up this sort of southern gothic tone that we were talking about. And I thought that they were going to use... I thought that that was going to form I, I you know play into the movie somehow but it never really does um you know the fact that the uh the main character and his grandmother are black now which is not true in the book or the first movie and it's set in the south and there's you know undertones of racism going on but by the time they get to this hotel that kind of just goes by the wayside so yeah they really don't utilize any of the changes made 
in any meaningful way, I thought. It, like, they have a, kind of the T-ball of, oh, this can be about racism and gentrification to a degree. Like, that's that's kind of an easy swing, and they just don't even try. They just have the T in front of them and say, I gotta go take a piss and just leave the field. There are so many missed opportunities here, and while I do think that there are some moments where they're not even good, but I'm like, oh, that's kind of charming, or that's an interesting enough idea, because Roald Dahl is good at ideas for all of the bad ideas he had in real life. He was good at making them up in stories. But there's just... There is nothing here that seems to be from the movie that has a lot of value outside of watching Anne Hathaway just kind of vamp it up for a bit, like you said. This was originally in production by Guillermo del Toro to direct as a stop-motion film. And I think that could have been really interesting, but it's a Guillermo del Toro, which means that it just sits in development hell for a decade, and then he goes, give me a producer credit, I don't care. Agreed. And it, yeah, like you say, like there are isolated moments of things. There are isolated moments where I thought, okay, this might be the kernel that develops the actual character arc. Like, this might be the thing that they focus on as they move these characters through. Nobody had an arc of any kind. Nobody really learned a lesson. Nobody really went anywhere except forward through the movie. Nobody was changed other than physically. It didn't resolve anything at the end. Mm-hmm. Just just nothing happened when things were happening. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think how to cover this without spoilers for like the 10 people that have never yeah. seen any other version of it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> but there's... There's a major dark turn in the book. And in the previous adaption, they kind of soften the dark turn as a stinger. And here they lean into the softening so much that it's almost saccharine. Yes. Yeah. Like, and, and that, that like, um, I guess if I was a parent and I was really getting this for like my eight-year-old, I might feel different. But um, They're eight. A, they can handle it. Yeah, it's I fine. Mean, but if you have to water it down and if you can't go there, then why go there? Why do it at all? They um, told the story. It's been told. Yeah. They did make it a, well. Make a different movie or adapt one of the other Roald Dahl books that no one's ever touched. R- adapt Danny Champion of the World. It, it's particularly disappointing because of the talent that they got. They have three really solid actors in this film that they could have done amazing things with. All of these characters have range and arc and charisma and all of them just were were there. I mean, Anne Hathaway just gets to vamp for an hour in this movie. And I'm always here for Anne Hathaway. But even that was just uninspiring. And it yeah, takes a know. lot for me to not like a film with Anne Hathaway in it. Because yeah. I'm all about her and always have been. Like, I just watched Princess Bride again, or uh, Princess Diaries again this week. It's a Disney film. Why? Still enjoyed it more than this film. Yeah. I think this goes back to Robert Zemeckis, who is just you know, never was never one to really take chances, but but recently just has completely lost any edge he might have had. And you can see it in the fact that this movie is so sanded down in so many ways, from performances to the story to uh, even the aesthetics are kind of pretty lacking, I would say. Yeah. Especially um, for Zemeckis. Sanded's a good word because I feel like this might have started with a, because there's some odd stuff in here, like all the hotel staff being uh, uh, people of color and the um, 
you know, it's it, except grandma. She's the only, she's the only exception and all the patrons aren't. And it feels like there might've been some allegory in this, this remake draft. And they just were like, ah, no, nah, that's too heavy. Who, who's going to, who's going to put money down that that was brought over from the Guillermo del Toro draft? Because I'm, I'm going to put 20 bucks down that that was probably an idea from the original script. And then things being what they are these days, they just decided, all right, well, obviously that's a, that's a moment we can't have anymore. So let's just pull all of that subtly out of the film, toss it out the window, try and put, paste this together. Okay. Yeah, all, all I can, all I can really come up with for a pro here is that if I, if, if I really had a kid at home and I was desperate for more kids content that I had not seen 50 times, you know, I might give this a play but I would be praying the whole time that this is not the next movie the kid l- latches onto and wants to see see once a day, you know. If you really I'm need to convince it. your kid not to eat candy all the time and not to talk to strangers, this is your film. Go for it. Do the thing. No, well, just watch the original. Or just watch The Lovely Bones. That's also got Stanley Tucci. Ooh. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Speaking of darker tones. Yeah. Spe- speaking of movies that Stanley Tucci single-handedly like tries his best to lift out of the garbage, although he's kind of successful there, he's n- he's not very successful here. That's fair. No fault of his own, I should say. So, I mean, there's there's not a ton to talk about with this movie without delving into kind of the turn that happens around halfway through, which we shouldn't spoil because reasons, even though that's where a lot of the interesting stuff is to talk about so let's just move ahead on to our final thoughts and elliot do you want to start us off yeah sure i think one of the things we didn't talk about too much was the performances and i really think that there's only two good performances in this film and it's stanley tucci and octavia spencer um as the protagonist's grandmother i can't even remember his name at this point uh, kid i don't care enough to his name is his name kid. is child child protagonist yeah um, it's it's and, actually and, literally know, he is literally credited as young protagonist, and Chris Rock as the narrator is credited as old protagonist. Oh, <laughs> did he not actually have a name? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, yeah. So you know, I and and I think that both of them are such good actors that you know you could put them in a Neil Breen film, and I think that they would you know elevate it. Um, I think that Anne Hathaway is. I don't know. I don't know really know who to blame, whether it's her or the director. But her performance, I said on Facebook, is like a community theater wine mom trying way too hard. Like she's got this really fake Eastern European accent and um, kind of just shouts every line like. Uh, the woman, the evil woman from Austin Powers, her. Uh, Fra- Frau Farbissina. Um, so, and, and the fact that she's the main protagonist and really a lot of the film revolves around her um, was a lot of what made this film such a letdown. The story is, uh, you know, I adheres fairly close to what Roald Dahl was doing. Uh, you know, I think I read this book several times, so I, I think I'm remembering it mostly correctly um but it's but it's also just so sanded down um so yeah i was incredibly bored watching this film and all it did was make me 
give me happy memories of watching the original. Um, so I'm going to have to give this five and a half out of ten kitchen Rube Goldberg machines. Nice. Jennifer? Okay, I will focus on one good thing that I did like out of this movie. Uh, this movie gave me the 1960s music feels. I'll give it that. Um, they, they made some solid choices with the setting of the, of the scene montages in the beginning with the music. Aces for that. I wanted this to be good. I really did. I had high hopes for it because of who was in it. As I said, I'm a fan of all three of the lead actors in this film and man i wonder how much money they had to pay them to do this or if they also are sitting at home disappointed because they wanted it to be better <laughs> i am also very confused by anne hathaway's vaguely offensive eastern european accents this is just it's just it is a, it is a thing that happened that took two hours of my life that i will be spending a lot more time trying to unwrap why it was a thing that i experienced yeah, yeah, I think we've we've said about what needs to be said. I'm I'm a bit speechless about this, surprisingly. So I will give this one I'm gonna give it four out of ten no need for a wig caps. Yeah, which apparently they don't know about. <laughs> like, um this this is me with my arms crossed. Yeah. I um I think her accent was like half German and half Danish and the, if you don't know better, you think those are close together, but they're not. Um, I, I, I mean, she got her teeth in the in the scenery's neck and shook it like she was trying to seduce Michael Shannon. You know, <laughs> I, I, I don't, um, I don't hate that, but it didn't work good for the whole movie. Like it didn't. She was she was a different tone than the rest of it. It, it had. Pacing starts and stops that I didn't like. Um, I really, I personally, I didn't like how they sugared up the ending. Um, I just, uh, and the other thing is, uh, Anne Hathaway is like the only witch that really does anything. Um, there's, there's one other one that gets a little bit of FaceTime, but, but way less, way less of a hilarious ensemble of cool, uh, witches than the, than the old one. And like, I'm going to give this one 3.9 pairs of shoes you should have known you had to lace on and walk in. Nice. Yeah, nice. I'm I'm kind of with you all. While, I mean, it, it just confirms that the best thing the Robert Zemeckis has done for cinema in 2020 is the gag in the middle of I'm thinking of ending things. And I overall... I don't totally hate Zemeckis as a director, even his his modern stuff. Like I said, The Walk and Flight, I really, really love. And, like, Castaway is good. And there are a couple other movies that are pretty good over recent memory. But whenever he gets on this weird CGI thing, like with this or any of the god-awful animated films or fucking Welcome to Marwen, it is just a disaster. Like, no, like he should just be banned from doing CG that isn't landscapes or planes crashing because he just doesn't seem to know how to do it anymore i i put was, was welcome to Marwin the the adaption of the documentary with steve yeah Carlin? yeah like, the... that's another well that's another one where i was sitting there like there's this is not the worst thing but it's like inessential compared to the source like why would you 
why would you make somebody subject somebody to two hours of that instead of two hours of this yeah it is i miss the days of death becomes her yeah i mean in terms of i will say in terms of the cg heavy weirdly horny zemeckis movies this this (laughs) does fit directly after the what if therapy dolls were hot so i guess it all makes sense um did he do the cgi beowulf yeah also weirdly horny movie i don't want to talk about that one yeah i think i think that one is deliberately so (laughs) it is it was very confusing for me as a young lad i was like what is happening um but the witches getting back on topic uh i i put most of the blame on him for this this seems like talented people that just did what they were paid and told to do a lot of this movie focuses also on the main character protagonist and his other like children friends which is just so uninteresting to the point where they're not they as they are at the beginning of the film are not on the poster it is just it is just front and center, like, ah, oh, we got Anne Hathaway, and we got Octavia Spencer and Stanley Tucci, and it's interesting how the marketing really just doesn't like the fact that half of this movie is just a regular kid's caper, and I think that's the biggest issue, is that it doesn't it doesn't really know where to stick its foot. It doesn't stick its foot firmly in, like, wacky family comedy, and it doesn't firmly stick its foot in, like, the movie for the weird kid at the end of your block, that was me. And I want more movies that are weird for children. Because they're good. And this is not. So this gets 5 out of 10 little tiny bottles of magic potion that do something. Why didn't she have, like, even one slightly bigger bottle? Why was it all in airline bottles? Yeah, like, get a fucking thermos or something. (laughs) I, I want her to just walk around with just like <laughs> Nalgene, just, like a... <laughs> just like a camel bag full of full of magic potion. Like it's just, it's a giant bag filled with really tiny bottles. It's like there's got to be a better way to do that. 